Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from the Relaxation Lounge. I love coming on here and sharing different techniques and ideas to lower the stress in your world. And today I've got Holly Wharton. Welcome, Holly. Thank you for having me. And Holly is an author, podcaster, and publishing strategist. She writes nonfiction books about her adventures to inspire, inspire people to get outdoors and reconnect with nature so they can reconnect themselves. Holly also enjoys spending time outdoors, walking, running long distance trails, and exploring Britain's sacred sites. So Holly, can you just give us a little idea of what you've done to get onto this journey here today? Yeah. Um, so I've been writing and publishing books since I think 2016 or thereabouts, 2015. And I started writing about business mindset because at the time I was a business mindset coach and I've always been into personal development. But then I started walking long distance trails in England. And when I saw people's reactions as to, oh, you walked a hundred miles alone. How, how was that? Wasn't that scary? And I wanted to show women that it it's okay to do those things. Obviously there are dangers. Obviously you need to know what you're doing, but I wanted to share my experiences of being alone in nature and the things that I do in nature to inspire other people to do the same. So that's how I got into writing books about my long distance adventures and, and other things to do in the outdoors. Wonderful. Now we're here to help women with stress. Now, what are the benefits of being out in nature and going for walks? How does that benefit our stress levels? So I just, I find, I mean, studies have shown that being in nature, being among trees, being around plants will reduce our stress levels, um, which is why forest bathing is a thing that Japanese doctors in Japan prescribe as a remedy for stress and anxiety. Um, so it's been scientifically proven. And it's just, it's so restorative to get outdoors, to be in nature, to be around plants, wherever you go, whether it's in the woods, whether it's by the sea, whether it's by a lake, whatever. Everyone has their kind of preferred type of nature, but it can be incredibly relaxing to get outdoors and to get the fresh air. It's just, it's very different from relaxing indoors. And you know what? I live across the street from a lake, so I do a lot of walking mm. when the weather permits, because sometimes it just doesn't permit. But I see a lot of people with, I don't know, music and headphones on. Uh, and for me, I just love the natural sounds, you know, the listening yeah. to the water. So for someone that's not in the greatest shape, how would you recommend them getting started? With anything, like with whatever works for you. So you can go walking, you can go running, you can go cycling, or you can just go outdoors and sit on a bench in a park, sit on a bench in the woods, sit on a log in the woods, sit next to a tree. You don't have to be sporty in nature. You don't have to be fit. You don't have to be in shape. You can just go and sit and close your eyes or open your eyes and just listen and experience what's going on around you. Look, do you see birds? Do you see squirrels? Do you see 
trees? Do you see plants? Like maybe you don't know all the names of the trees and the plants, but that's okay. You can like look at them and see what's interesting about them and just look at what's going on around you. Close your eyes, hear the sounds of the leaves rustling in the wind, squirrels running around, birds, just really kind of connect with all of your senses to what's going on around you. And I think that's really valuable. And that can also really help reduce stress and anxiety because nature seems to function at a much slower pace than we do. Like we're, we're so often like, hustle, hustle, hustle. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to check this over list. But when you go out into nature, you just, everything flows. And so you just kind of naturally find yourself slowing down if you're not listening to music or podcasts or things like that. Now, when I go on a long run, I definitely listen to podcasts, but that's a very different outdoor experience to when I go outdoors in nature, specifically to relax. So I think there is a time and a place for different things. But if you're looking to relax, I think you can really benefit from turning off the media and just just being with the natural sounds of nature, as you said. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of times when you are on your phone, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of negativity coming through. And, you know, if you're you're trying to relax your mind, and you're still feeding your mind all that information, you're kind of going against the grain there. So how do you yeah. recommend people starting out? Just- so try try what sounds like fun to you. So if if going to a park sounds like fun and just sitting on a bench, go for that. If going into the woods, if you have nearby woodland or beach or lake, whatever, whatever is calling to you, whatever sounds like it would be restorative and relaxing. And just start small. You know, if you've got 10 minutes, do 10 minutes. If you've got an hour, do an hour. But but just play around with it and try what works for you. Go for a gentle walk. Um, if you're used to going to the gym, maybe go for a run outside and, and just play around with different things and see what works for you. And again, some things might be better on some days and other things might be better on other days. So So it's about kind of creating a menu of different things that you enjoy doing outdoors. Now, I understand you've gone on extremely long walks. Can you just share a couple stories with us? Yeah. So my very first experience was in 2015. I walked a 100-mile trail called um, the South Downs Way here in England. And I really like doing day hikes. And I just thought it would be so much fun to get out there and, and do this long walk and kind of spread it over the period of a week and stay at you know different B&Bs along the way, carry my stuff in my backpack. And I didn't. Like I was just really looking forward to it. I didn't have any worries about it. And it ended up being a lot more challenging than I expected. (laughs) So that was a really interesting experience, but I also really enjoyed it. And I realized I wanted to do more of that. So a few years later, I walked the trail again, and I included in the book that I wrote about it, both of the adventures. So what it was like to do this for the first time and not knowing what I was doing, and then how I troubleshooted and how I made it better the next time. Um, And so that's why I updated the book to share with people all of my mistakes so that other people can avoid my mistakes. Um, but it was, it was just, it was an absolutely beautiful experience because I was alone for hours on end in the woods, in the fields, on this trail. I mean, sometimes it'd cross paths with other walkers or cyclists, but a lot of time I was just alone with myself. And it was like my whole system just kind of slowed down because all I needed to do each day was wake up, have breakfast, walk from here to there have dinner, go to bed. Like my life was so simple. You know, I didn't have this massive to-do list of, you know, all these things I had to cross off. It was just very simple, basic, 
living things. And throughout the day, I was just, it was so relaxing. That that's 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 all I can say. I mean, it was just it was so restorative and it was just so beautiful to be outdoors in nature. Now, can you share with us some of the things you have learned on your on your trips or your journeys? Yeah, so obviously pack light. Um <laughs> because the more you carry, the more your feet will hurt. <laughs> um, and then train with the backpack and the stuff that you're going to be carrying with you. And that's something I didn't do. Before I did my first long distance walk, I was used to carrying a very small, very light day pack. I was really good at packing light for the day day trips, but that didn't help me train for when I was carrying all my stuff for a week. Um, so definitely train with the kind of size of backpack and the weight that you will be walking on. Um, Blisters. I know blister management is different for every single person. Um, there's a really fantastic book called Fixing Your Feet, which will teach you if you have problems with blisters, that is the book to read to think about all the different ways you can prevent blisters. But I learned that powder for me is best. So I powder my socks, switch socks several times throughout the day so that my feet are always dry. Um, that was a game changer for me. Um, yeah. And then just slowing down and, and taking lots of breaks. I mean, the first time I did the, the walk, I was concerned about, I wasn't, wasn't as aware of, of how long it was going to take me to walk each, you know, 10 mile or 12 mile segment, still getting to know my rhythms. And so I was kind of in a rush to get to where I was going and I didn't need to be. And so the second time I did it, I took lots of breaks, like every hour, every hour and a half, I would just sit, take my boots off, take my socks off, let my feet freshen up and just rest for a few minutes and then, you know, get back on the trail. So that was another thing was to just take my time. Yeah. I guess the first time you, you might be a little worried, not getting to yeah. your first destination and it's like, yeah. Oh, where am I going to stay? And <laughs> yeah. And then the kind of on this trail, like I would have to get to my destination. Like there's no, I mean, I, if I got off the trail earlier and walked down to a different village, I probably wouldn't be able to get a taxi to where I needed to go. Cause these are really small locations. So I needed to get where I was going. Um, but it was just developing that confidence in myself that I had more than enough time to get to where I was going before dark. Now, how many miles or kilometers would you walk a day? Well, this was a hundred miles split into seven days. So it was more like 12 miles a day. You know, not every day was exactly the same. Some days were longer, some days were shorter, but it was about 12, 13 miles a day. Um, so not too bad. It was just, it was just getting used to carrying all that stuff on my back, which I wasn't used to. <laughs> so what kind of things would you have on you? <laughs> <laughs> well, a change of clothes. Um, so I'd only carry two changes of clothes. And whenever I got to my destination at night, I would wash today's clothes, hang them up pray they would dry tomorrow. If they didn't dry, I would hang them off my backpack and dry them in the sun. Um, so I had two sets of clothes, just basic toiletries, um, water. Water is very heavy. Yeah. Um, I don't usually snack during the day. I'll usually have a big breakfast and a big dinner. So not too much food. Um, yeah, just basic first aid kit, blister care, sunscreen, the basic stuff that you need. So I wasn't even carrying a huge backpack, but it was, it was, different from what I was used to. So it was, it did require some adjustment. Now, can you talk a little bit about your book and what's in that? Yes. So um, in the book, I've got my first journey where I made all the mistakes, the second journey where I made fewer mistakes. <laughs> and, and I 
explain how people can plan something like this for themselves. So like where to stay, how to split up your days, um, things to bring, things not to bring. So that people can start thinking about planning a journey for themselves either on this trail or on another trail and how to, how to get it done and how to stay safe and things you need to know, all the basics. <laughs> yeah, there's some amazing, amazing trails out there. What other trails would you love to do in the future? Oh, so many trails. So I've also done the Ridgeway, which I really, really love. And I wrote a book about that as well. I've done the Ridgeway twice. And the Ridgeway is an ancient, ancient track here in Britain that is estimated to be about 5,000 years old and was used as for people transporting goods, livestock, people for thousands of years. And so there are a lot of really ancient sites along the way, stone circles, um, ancient tombs, um, long barrows, all kinds of stuff. Hill forts, Iron Age hill forts, which I love hill forts. So um, yeah, so that's really amazing to see the really old, thousands of years old uh, sites. Yeah, that's amazing. I've seen a few movies. I've never actually done a trail, but there there are some mm. amazing movies out there where yeah. you know, you're following that person's journey. But most of the movies, there are other people involved. You're not uh, by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, it's it's something that I think different people have different preferences, but I think the benefits of being on your own, and I don't, like, I don't run away from people. Like, if I cross paths with people, we'll say hi, you know, I'm friendly to people. It's not like I absolutely have to be alone. But um, But I do relish being alone on this journey because... It just helps me to slow down. It helps me to focus on what I'm seeing. The times that I have kind of walked a couple of miles with another person, I don't pay as much attention to what's going on. And it's like, I've walked a mile, I've been talking to this person and I don't know what I just saw. I don't know what was around me. So I, I really like that kind of heightened awareness that you get from being alone. And also, of course, when you're alone, stuff comes up. Um, stuff maybe that you've been worrying about or thinking about or not wanting to think about. And so it helps give you that time to reflect and to work through stuff. And, and it's, it's very therapeutic. Now, how do you ease yourself back into your regular life when you get back? <laughs> That's hard. You know, the longest I've ever done is a week-long walk. So I've, I've never had the rough transition that people get from doing, you know, a really long walk like you've got in North America or or in other parts of Europe. Um, but it is rough because on the one hand, you get used to living out of a backpack. All of your stuff that you need is in this backpack and you don't need anything else. And then you get home and you've got this entire house full of stuff. And it's like, I have so many things available to me, but do I need them? Um, so it really kind of makes you rethink life, what you're doing. Uh, do you need all this stuff? How can I simplify? I, I just, I really relish that simplicity of life on the trail. Um, and it is a rough transition coming back, but you know, it'll, it doesn't take too long. Now I understand you have a nice little freebie for the list yes. here today. Yes. So <laughs> if you go to hollywharton.com forward slash SDW for South Downs Way, you get this, the book on the South Downs Way and you get the full book with all the stuff um, and everything you need to plan that trip. So hope to inspire people to either walk that trail or any other trail. I've had people buy that book and read it and walk other trails as a result um, just because they're inspired to do something else. So yeah. Well, I've never really walked a trail. I've done canoe trips and those Ooh, are nice. amazing too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it, the first couple of days, it's like, oh, what am I getting myself into? But then once you get going, 
yeah. and your body starts to go with it, it's a lot, it's a lot more enjoyable. Mm. And canoe trips must be amazing because with with walking, you're walking on the ground and the ground doesn't usually move. But with canoe trips, you're in the water. So you've got to be like really vigilant about what the water's doing, what's going on. That must be really a great exercise in mindfulness. Well, and then there's times where you get to portages. Now you've got to carry the canoe and all your stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that's a good workout. (laughs) Yeah. I remember as a child, I used to have this canoe and it was a fiberglass canoe. So it was a little bit on the heavy side. And every canoe trip I'd go on, I mean, I'm never taking this one again because you could rent the the lot lighter aluminum ones. Every canoe trip, I'd be like, oh, why did I do this to myself again? But you know what? By the end of the trip, I had that resilience. It didn't yeah. matter. But the first couple portages, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so great. We're going to wrap this up. Is there anything else you'd love to share with the audience today? No, I'd just like to encourage people to get outdoors in whatever way is possible for you, in whatever way sounds like fun, and just experiment and play and have fun and just enjoy nature. Yes. The the energy from nature is just so powerful. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Holly. It was wonderful having you. you on here today. And yes, to the audience, I will be putting all her links in wherever you watch or listen to this. So thank you so much, Holly. Thank you for having me. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace, and I'll see you in the next episode.